Kenny Garrett, and I'm the pastor of the General Baptist Church, God's House of Prayer, located in Fairborn, Ohio, and I thank you for joining us for this special message from the church. I'm pretty much sure that I'm on the right track today because there's been a lot of talk earlier about the heart. Charlie and I got here a little early, and we sat out in the car and drank a cup of coffee before we came in, and Mark and his dad showed up, and uh, Diane got here, and I said, well, I'm glad Diane's here. Uh, she asked me to sing that song, There Is a River, last week, and I worked. I said, I can't do it until I've run through it a few times. And uh, <clears throat> got in, and she said, well, Mom's not going to be here, and she started talking about Mom's heart, right? Then Mark made some mentions about the heart, talking about the heart, and I thought about Brother Gary and myself, and um, others just went through a lot of problems with their heart, and you know, and, uh, and but when I got here, and uh, the discussion about the heart came up, and then just helped me to realize and understand that I'm pretty much on the right track this morning. So if you'll turn with me in the book of John chapter 14, I'm going to read just two verses, two familiar verses, and one, the first verse, probably being the most familiar verse of this of this uh, chapter, and then we're going to also read verse number 27 as well, and uh, so you pray for us as we uh, do our best to do what we feel the Lord would have us to do. Would you please stand with me as we turn to John chapter 14? John chapter 14, let's read verses, verses 14 and verses 27, beginning with verse 1, I mean verse 1, I said 14. The first verse of chapter 14, verse 1, and then verse 27. Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Then in verse 27, he kind of repeats himself a little bit and then goes a little bit further with this. He starts off as he says, Peace, I live with you, I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Father, we want to thank you this morning for this another blessing to come into your house today. I'd ask now, Lord, that you'll stand with me as I endeavor to preach this message that I feel that you've given to me. And Lord, help me guide me through it that it would just come forth just as you would have it to go forth. May it be food for our souls. May we all be blessed if there's someone here today who needs uh, to hear your word. And Father, we pray, God, that you let that word sink in and that you'll touch them and touch, Father, their hearts today. Lord, bless now and help me in this time that's allotted to me as I commit it into your hands. And I'll not fail to look to you and praise you and thank you for what would be accomplished as I ask it now in faith, believing in Jesus' name. And amen. 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 And there's very, very few times that I ever, Brother Kenny, that I ever titled one of my messages. This is one of these, these times I just got a little hitting that I want to start off with. And I want us to understand, all of us to understand this. God knows you by your heart. God knows you by your heart. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. 
you believe in God. Verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Now, as I said, Brother Gary and I have been through some uh, surgeries, and I've been through open-heart surgeries and had about seven stents put in and uh, on my second pacemaker, and I know a little bit about the troubled heart. But Jesus is not talking about this organ inside. He's talking about your very being, all that is within you. There are warning signs along the way concerning your heart. I remember way back in, uh, I guess it must have been about uh, uh, 2000, I started having some chest pain and, you know, I just ignored that, put it off, didn't pay no attention to it. And as the years progressed, it got a little bit harder and I just still would just ignore it and go on. It got to the place there about uh, 1994, 95, it really got serious. I was walking through the park one day and on my, you know, and, and I used to get up every morning and take about a five mile walk every morning. And I started having a chest pain and I had to sit down, I couldn't complete my walk. But James had to get up and just give it up and get in the car, leave the park and go back home because I couldn't complete my walk. And I got out of the yard and I was mowing grass and I started having the chest pain again and I tried to ignore it and I kept pushing the more and I found myself going down to my knees with pain. And uh, Shirley took me uh, to urgent care and the doctor immediately sent me right to the hospital and they examined me and did a heart cath and all they said there was nothing wrong with your heart, you don't have anything to worry about. A week later, I'm out in the yard and the same thing happened. She said, well, I'll just take you over to the VA and uh, since they said it's not your heart, we'll see what they can find out. And they did an emergency heart cath and said, well, they put me right away on bed rest and kept me in, this is on the 4th of July weekend. And they put me in the hospital and I uh, on bed rest and under constant care for that four days during that time of the weekend. And they took me to Cleveland and they cleaned out some arteries and they put in about three stents. And, and then it was just about nine months later, I ended up having to have open heart surgery. You see, Kenny, but I ignored those signs and it just kept getting worse. But that's not what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about your inward being. You're, with all that's in you. He's talking about your heart that, that, that within you. He's not talking about this fleshly heart. He's talking about your spiritual heart. Where are you with God? God knows you by your heart. John chapter, or 1 John chapter 2 verse 15 says this. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Now, okay. But then he goes on to say, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. He's talking about what's within you. He's talking about your heart, your inward being, all that's in you. Your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He's talk, that's what he's talking about. God knows you by your heart. When he says, let not your heart be troubled, he's speaking about, uh, he's not speaking about 
this organ he's talking about what's in you Matthew 22 verse 37 Jesus says this and Jesus said thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy mind or and with all thy soul and with all thy mind see that's what he's talking about that inward part of you you got to love God with everything that's within you spiritually speaking lay aside all that I know when yeah I'm not telling you you see you can't ignore that physical thing but let me tell you something it's more dangerous to ignore those warnings in your relationship with God it's more dangerous Paul writes to us in Romans chapter 10, verse 10. He says, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. You've got to believe with all that's in you. Believe what? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know so many times my preaching gets so repetitious, but it's got to get from here to here. It's got to get from the mind. It's got to get to the heart. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. Jesus said, you believe in God, believe also in me. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. God knows you. He knows me. He knows all of us. He knows you and I by a heart. He knows whether you love him with all that's in you. He knows whether you truly Love him with all your heart. Let's move on to verse 27. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. Heart trouble? You got spiritual heart trouble? Only Jesus can fix it. I mean, he can take care of the, the, the organ, you know, that might go bad. He can, he, Diane just testified uh, there about how the Lord worked on that heart. The Lord can take care of that as well. But only Jesus can take care of those things that troubles your heart, your, your, in, in your inward being. Jesus Christ can give you peace that overcomes all of your troubles. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace, my peace, I live with you. Paul writes to us in Philippians chapter 4, Verse 1 says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart. If you're at peace with God, he can keep your heart. Amen. God can keep you. He can keep your heart. Jesus says, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither. Let it be afraid. We had nothing to fear. Neither let it be afraid. First John chapter 4, verse 18 says this. There is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear. Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, verse 32, Fear not, little flock, for it's your father's good pleasure 
to give unto you the kingdom when your heart's right with God. God knows you by your heart. He knows what you are, where you stand with him. God knows you. He wants to give you peace. And you have nothing to fear in God. We're living in a terrible, terrible time in the history of our nation. A terrible, terrible time. And some of you, and I've, I've talked with some of you and said, no doubt that in those times we, we, we actually think about, shudder about what's going on outside in our world today and in our nation today. Many people are, are afraid. There is no fear in love. God loves you and you love God. He knows your heart. He knows you by your heart. He knows if you love him. And if you love God, you don't have anything to fear. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Matthew 24 and verse 4, Jesus says this, Take heed that no man deceive you. Did you grasp that? How many times have someone come to you with something and and try to lead you astray and take you, uh, lead you off in another direction. Let me tell you something. God knows you by your heart. And if you've committed your life to him, he will keep you. Right. He will watch over you. He will protect you. He will keep you. And there will be those that come and try to deceive you. Jesus said, take heed to no man deceive you. I'm going to hurry. And you, you bear with me. I'm going to get through just a few more things. As we look around to what's going on in our nation today and uh, talking about the COVID virus and all these other things and the riots and the destruction and our, our nation simply falling apart. God knows your heart. God knows you by your heart. He knows where you stand with him. Paul writes in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, and I'll try to hurry through this because this was the, a part of the message that gets a little, little close, a little hard to work on. But anyway, it's important that we look at these things. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. First of all, Paul says this to Timothy. This know that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Does that seem familiar to any of us today? Perilous times. Webster, I, I just pulled it. Webster had a whole list of words describing or def, defining that word perilous. I just pulled out four of them. First of all, he says, dangerous times, grievous times, threatening times, unsafe times. That's what we're living in, perilous times. Does it sound familiar? Does it sound familiar? Dangerous times, grievous times, threatening times, unsafe times. We've all discussed these things and we see them open up right before our eyes. Do they sound familiar? Let's go on to verse 2. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Does it sound familiar? Do you see any of it today? In our current events and what's going on 
in our world today. Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that do good. Does it sound familiar? It's in the day in which we live. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Does it sound familiar? Second Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, listen to what Peter says. He says, this, this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in which both I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. Remember what the Lord said? There's no fear, there's no fear in love. Love casts out fear. I want you to know that he knows you by your heart. Peter goes on to say in verse 2, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles, of our Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, he said, there shall come in the last days scoffers. Sound familiar? Walking after their own lust, does it sound familiar? And saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. All things have not remained the same. All things have not remained the same. Our, the world is changing. Our nation is changing. People are changing. They're falling further and further and further away from God. God knows you by your heart. God knows you by your heart. Jude wrote to us, and Jude is, Jude is just one book, one chapter, and verse 3, I'll start there. Jude writes this, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. That faith that you've received, the faith that you have in the Lord Jesus Christ. God knows how solid that faith is. He knows you by your heart. And there are certain men crept in underwares who before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness, denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Everywhere you go. Pressure on the church. We've got nothing. Fear not, old little flock. For it's God's pleasure to give you the kingdom. We don't have to fear. We don't have to worry about fear. You know what Revelation says about the fearful? The fearful shall end up in hell. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid. If God be for you, who could be against you? We don't have to be afraid. Paul goes on and instructs Timothy in chapter 4. and Preachers, Mark, Kenny, myself. 
Listen to this. And it not only applies to preachers, it applies to everyone that loves the Lord. We have a duty and a responsibility. In 2 Timothy, Paul, or in 2 Timothy, Paul says in chapter 4, verses 2 and 3, Preach the word, be instant season, out of season. And here it gets sharp. He says, reprove and rebuke and exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. And I'm not going to go into preaching on long-suffering because you've heard me preach on that so many times. Long-suffering means to just to be patient. You've got to be patient with people. If we're going to get our, our nation to turn back to God, we're going to have to be patient and trust Him. You have a loved one that's lost, you're going to have to be patient and trust the Lord to bring them to the realization that they need Christ. In verse 3, he said, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. We're going to Luke chapter 17, verses 26 through 30. I got this in paragraph form. I want to read this to you. This is, I, I, I printed this out in paragraph form. This is, this is Luke beginning with verse 26. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given into marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, uh, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Jesus Christ is coming after the church. And he knows you by your heart. He knows when he comes, when the trump of God sounds and the dead in Christ get out of the grave. He knows you by your heart. He knows whether you're going to go or not. Yep. Two people know. You know. And he knows. Two people know the condition of your heart. You know. And he knows. Or he knows you by your heart. Luke chapter 14, verse 40. Jesus says this. Be ye therefore ready also. What's your heart like? God knows you by your heart. Be ye therefore ready also. For the Son of Man cometh in an hour when you think not. God knows you by your heart. Diane, you remember that song? Someday, someday we're going to learn that song. How about your heart? Is it right with God? Is it black by sin? Is there peace within? God knows you by your heart. And now this church is for us. Some more scripture I've put together in paragraph form. I'll just read these to you. In fact, I want to ask you to stand with me as we read these, this, these last verses I put together in 
paragraph for him. For the Lord himself. <laughs> Jesus Christ is coming. For the Lord himself. Shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with, him, with them in the clouds. See, God knows you by your heart. You know where your heart is with God. You know. Shall meet them in the, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And he closes it with this. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Church, we ought to be rejoicing. Is it a comfort to you to know the Lord Jesus Christ is coming? Amen. You know your heart. God knows you by your heart. What does he think about it? How about your heart? Is it right with God? My opening statement and my closing statement. God knows you and me. God knows you by your heart. He has other ways of identifying you, and he knows all everything there is to know about you. Can he know he he, he knows your uprising, your down settings? He knows all these things, but the important part about all of this is God knows you by your heart. How about your heart? Diane, would you come? Get some, just some sort of invitation song as we sing. And as you ponder these things, I ask you, do you know God <laughs> with all your heart? Do you know God with all your heart? He knows you by your heart. Do you know God by your heart? <laughs>